In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Well, the season of, of Epiphany is all about clarifying who Jesus is, manifesting who he is and what he does. This all began back when the three wise men came and showed us that Jesus was, in fact, the Savior of the world. Now, the weeks after Epiphany never stray from this point, but each week we get to find out more, or we have Jesus clarified more each week. And today we find out that Jesus is the Anointed One, which means the Messiah, who will proclaim good news to the poor, set the captives free, give sight to the blind, and announce God's grace for all. Now, as Epiphany clarifies Jesus, it also clarifies what sort of people those who hear his message are. Another way to say it is, the more you find out about Jesus, the more you find out about yourself. Now, a couple of verses before the gospel reading in, in Luke today, we actually find out that Jesus is wildly popular. He sort of had a coming out moment after he had defeated Satan, and word got out. In fact, scripture says he was glorified by all. So with this kind of reputation preceding him, as he goes back to his hometown, it's no wonder that he was handed the scroll of the synagogue. It's sort of like a hometown boy making good, coming back to the city and receiving the key of the city. So the passage that was handed to Jesus was from the book of Isaiah, specifically chapter 61. And as he reads, though, something strange happens. He starts to leave words out. And then all of a sudden he starts taking words from Isaiah 58 and making it all say one thing. Might seem a bit odd, but hey, Jesus is wildly popular. So they let it slide. Eventually. Eventually, though, they begin to question themselves. Hey, isn't this Joseph's son? Why, why is he talking like he is the Messiah? And then that's when Jesus really lets them have it. He offends them by saying that the Gentiles are also receivers of God's promises, just like they are. See, what, what Jesus did was leave out the best parts of the Bible in Isaiah 61, the parts that promise vindication for those who live in Nazareth, and also vengeance on those who persecuted those who lived in Nazareth. Now, that might not mean much for us here today, Wheaton, Illinois, 2013, but back then that was very important because Nazareth, although exclusively Jewish, was surrounded by Gentiles. Nazareth was a settlement town. Jews from Judea and the south moved up to Nazareth with a very specific purpose. 
to reclaim this land for the kingdom of God. So people who lived in Nazareth lived in Nazareth because they had a very high and godly purpose. They were part of the solution to God's kingdom coming to the earth. Well, having this frame of mind as being the solution and Jesus leaving out parts of the Bible and treating others as if they mean something else and then worse, citing examples from the very people they're trying to displace. Seraphath and Naaman are in fact from the land surrounding Nazareth itself. When Jesus does these things, they cannot take it anymore. Jesus is speaking blasphemy. And the only thing to do with someone who speaks blasphemy is to take him to the edge of town. Kick him out of the synagogue, take him to the edge of town, throw him down the cliff and pick up a stone and throw it. We find out today that Jesus is not really interested in affirming their beliefs and lives. Jesus is all about telling the truth today, that they too, just like the Gentiles, need to be saved. They need to change. The people in the synagogue were not part of the solution because the anointed one was. Jesus was. And they needed to be set free too, not by getting rid of the other side, but by, by leaving what Jesus spoke, what he preached. See, through Jesus' preaching, they found out who Jesus was. And then they found out who they were in relationship to him. And frankly, they believed themselves more than Jesus. Now, a strange thing happened this last week in Washington, D.C. that mimicked what happened in the Gospel reading. A rapper named Lupe Fiasco was kicked off stage at an inaugural event. Now, Lupe Fiasco, I'm sure everyone has his album in their cars right now. In fact, probably listen to it on the way to church, because that's what I'm thinking of when I go to church. Probably not. Lupe Fiasco. He's actually a Grammy-nominated Grammy performer, so the people at this event were fairly excited to hear him. But something was lost in translation because this party was for those who won the election. The victors who saw themselves to, as the solution to the nation's problems. But when Lupe picked up the microphone, they heard something very different. They heard that they were part of the problem. Just like the Republicans were too. Lupe didn't leave anybody out. But see, the organizers, as best as they tried to deny it, they expected him to affirm their agenda, to affirm their beliefs. But he wasn't going to just because they won, just because they saw themselves as right. He believed that they had to change rather than to continue along with their lives and their policies. And because of that, he was kicked off stage by some very large men in suits and sunglasses. 
See, as the organizers found out who Lupe was, for better or for worse, they found out who they were. And they liked themselves more than Lupe. Now, you might be scratching your head right now saying, Pastor, Lupe and Jesus are quite different, and I would agree. In fact, the big difference is, is what took Lupe 30 minutes to do, it took only Jesus a couple sentences. So, you know, here at St. John, a couple sentence sermon is probably too short, while 30 minute sermons are probably too long. So we kind of go in between 10 to 12 minutes. The point is, is that in both of these circumstances, the truth is not propaganda. Jesus isn't affirming what they want to believe to be true. If Jesus affirms what people want to be true, then nothing changes. And if you take a look around the world, and if you take an honest look in your own heart, you realize that can't be. That cannot remain the same. That things, in fact, need to change. Besides, last week we heard from Pastor Bruzek that we don't come to church to go home the same people. Frankly, if you expect to come to church to have your beliefs affirmed, then you probably don't need the forgiveness of sins. You probably don't need Jesus, and you probably don't need to be here. But if you need to be set free from sin, if you need purpose, if you need a community that will challenge you and change you, if you need peace, then Jesus is here for you today. Not to set up an earthly kingdom by getting rid of the other side. But rather, by setting the captives free, free through the good news of his gospel. Whether you're Republican, Democrat, or some other political agenda. You are set free in order to join in the way of Christ. The way of grace, mercy, and love. So when you encounter Jesus as he shows himself to be in epiphany, this epiphany season, then you will see who he is and who you are, and you'll be ready to change. See, Jesus does not affirm our, our condition. But he's about a reversal that changes not just one's politics, not just part of who you are, but all of you, the entire person, so that after meeting Jesus here today, you'll never be the same afterward. So today, rather than sending Jesus out of the church, but most importantly out of your own heart, Let's rather welcome him home, back into our lives. Believe in him as he reveals himself today. Find out who you are, the one who needs the good news preached to them, the one who needs to be set from free. Basically, the one who needs to find out who God is making them to be. At that time, it will be offensive. Times, it will be offensive. It will make you angry, but at other times, it will be pure joy. But in the end, whether you're angry or joyful, 
Jesus will never, ever leave you the same. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.